Hey everyone, welcome to Never Seen It, a podcast where I force my friends to watch a movie they've never seen or they gently ask me to watch a movie that I've never seen. Today, I'm joined by... Steven. Steven Chop. Okay, tell me something about yourself. Uh, well, my name is Steven, uh, and, and this month I have ran 12 times for 60 miles already, and we're not even in the middle of November yet. <laughs> it's relevant to the movie today, so let's be fair. It's a very, very relevant thing to the movie today. And, and I'm Lauren. I have run zero miles in the past mm, good year, and today we're going to talk about a movie that I've never seen called Silver Linings Playbook. <laughs> so i've never seen this movie right right what are some things you want what are you concerned are you concerned that i've never seen this movie uh i'm not concerned because you were surprised like when i was like (laughs) like okay so like i don't think i was majorly concerned but i was more like why haven't you seen this movie like Mm -hmm. You're a movie person by a long shot. Mm-hmm. This just literally surprised me. It's like what 2012 when it came out. So wow, 2012. Yeah. Okay, like, I haven't I, looked anything up. This is really bad. I'm not a research person. I wish Alex was here, but you are a research person. Yeah, hardcore. I have like six pages of notes to go over. <laughs> so like, I'm not lying when I say I'm a research person. See, I like how you have six pages of notes, and I took I I have I have my little notes app, and I have maybe a good 50 words on yeah. here. But that's I'm I'm not I'm not always super prepared, but. Um, I didn't, I don't even realize that it came out that long ago. Yeah, it's eight years ago. That's a long time ago. Yeah. I remember, okay, I remember it was a big deal because it was kind of, it was like an Oscar thing, right? Right, big time. Okay, who won? Did anyone win? Jennifer Lawrence won Best Actress that year. Oh, okay. Cooper was up for Best, I don't remember if he won or not. I don't uh, think he's won one. I think David O. Russell was up for Best Director for the first time because yeah, he went up again with for American Hustle the year after that as well. That's right. And then they yeah. were cast again in that one with Bale and Amy Adams too. Right, right. Which made the movie for me, obviously. Uh-huh. Yeah. Too. I just didn't see this movie because it didn't appeal to me at all. Right. Not, I didn't know Jennifer Lawrence. I'm assuming she already did Hunger Games. I think she had just, I don't even know if she did Hunger Games yet. I think... I'm pretty sure she had. I know. Right. For, I know for sure she already had done uh, X Men. Like I think she was already mystique oh, okay. previously. Yeah. So I don't remember this. I think. I think she did the first Hunger Games and then this. I'm pretty sure that's the order. Okay. So. So Hunger Games is 2011 or so. God, that's old. <laughs> like that's why I'm like, holy shit, 2012. Like what the fuck? I don't even remember that. Okay. So when this again this came out, I I would watch the Oscars every year, like kind of around that time. I wasn't like, it didn't appeal to me. I thought, okay, it's a drama. Great. And I don't think, and I do want to have a discussion on Bradley Cooper because he is fantastic. Yes. I am very late on, on him. Like I'm extremely late. Yeah. Um, on the Cooper train, but like, I remember, I think I, I just didn't really find him like it. He wasn't somebody I'm going to go see on the big screen. Right. I mean, if it makes you feel better, I think half of the other America was early on the Jennifer Lawrence train as well. And mm-hmm. that's kind of gone not as well as people probably envisioned it would have gone for her in terms of her, like, some of the quality of films she's put out the last couple of years. Okay. So, yeah, that's something I do want to talk about a little bit because you mentioned that you believe that she kind of peaked. Yeah. Yeah. This is Orson Welles. Oh God! <laughs> not as bad. That's 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 a terrible. That's terrible. That's not even true. No, right? She's okay. she's definitely done other films as well that are noteworthy. But mm-hmm. I just personally, I feel like she's never attained this level of like greatness on screen. Personally, 
yeah. And, you know, I, I don't think I knew who she was at the time. Nobody did. No. That was that was the big thing. Like, she was like, she became wow. America's sweetheart, like, after this, because. So no this one... is the movie that she, like, I feel like she was nominated for something else for the Oscars, but maybe it was just this one, right? Uh, I don't know for sure. Like, I know she was, like, Katniss before, and that's a big deal. I think she, I want, I, want, I, want to, I have to look this up. We're going to look it up. I have to look it up. Because if not, I, if not, I'm going to have an issue with this later on. Uh. But I think she, I know she was at least Mystique, so she didn't. Okay, right. And, and that's a deal. But like, it's as much as I love those movies. At the same time, like, there's only so many. Uh, yeah, she had done the first Hunger Games in 2012. So this is the same year. This is the coming out year for Jennifer Lawrence. So and, this was yeah, this was her year. Yeah, and definitely. this and this was the Oscar year specifically in terms of that. That's a very quick turnaround to have an Oscar. This was like, I think she did Winter's Bone when she was younger too. So like, can you imagine being an Oscar, like winning an Oscar? And then coming out in a major like franchise, yeah, like that's really well, well big two, deal. two for that matter, because it's yeah. like Hunger Games, and then I think she kind of tied down her career with X Men. We'll talk about that later. That's though. right. Okay. And, and it will, so those are other things. Right. Too. Okay. Well. Okay. So just a little bit, you know, backstory. Again, never had any interest in the movie. Never really had any access to the movie, so it didn't really it wasn't it didn't appeal to me. That's really the reason. So let, tell me about the first time that you saw this movie. Oh man, that's that's a lot because uh, I actually have a big I have a big note on that too. So okay, like, okay, I I remember going to my cousin Nick's apartment because that's who I watched movies at the time. Uh, and I, I love my cousin. I mean, for years, like I would go to his house and we'd have movie Fridays and we would watch all sorts of things. I remember we I think we watched Fight Club that night too, which surprisingly I had never seen at that point in Ooh, time. Yeah, that, that's twenty twelve, mind you. And a movie came out what ninety seven, ninety eight. Yeah, no, I didn't see Fight Club till twenty fourteen. So yeah, it's all right. It's all right. So like I, I like I've seen half of my favorite movies there. Like I saw Eternal Sunshine there for the first time. Mm-hmm. I saw like Boyhood, Perks of Being a Wallflower, Amelie, like Oh man, Rushmore, Once, like all these movies that are like a huge part of my life. I think I saw her there for the first time. Uh-huh. So like it, it was a, it was pretty standard. We meet up and we'd uh we'd watch, and he's like, "Dude, Steve, you need to see this movie. You're gonna love it so much." So uh-huh. we did our usual. We uh did made bad food decisions. Uh, which is that's always the best part of these uh, meetings we used to do, and, 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 and no, okay. it, it's very fitting on why I was uh, the way that I was back then when it came to eating. Because uh-huh. uh, man, we made some bad food decisions. But um, I went over, and you know, I only knew small things about the film when I saw it for the first time. Okay. I knew who Jennifer Lawrence was. Cause I already had seen. So you didn't even see it in theaters, right? No, okay. I didn't see it. Th- okay. I didn't see it till later. Yeah. I, actually, oh, that's okay. Uh, so let's just say my cousin got a hold of the the film very early because he knows people. It's okay. We've already dis- we've already had <laughs> discussions on on some of us getting like the the little you know early access. Yes. Yeah. Early access. Air quotes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So like that's actually a real thing too. I forgot, but that was actually how we saw it. So mm-hmm. he's like, "You need to see this." I just watched it, dude. It's it's yeah. it's up your alley. And so like I was like, okay. I mean, I love. I love romance movies. I love yeah. dramas. Uh, and so, I mean, I knew who Bradley Cooper was from The Hangover. I didn't know Bradley Cooper. See, from, yeah. I didn't know Bradley Cooper. And I knew I knew him as Sack Lodge from Wedding Crashers. Like, oh, God. One of, my, one of my favorite villains in, like, comedy, <laughs> like, ever. He's ridiculous in Yeah, that definitely, like, an iconic worst boyfriend yeah, ever. Yeah, yeah. In a movie? Yeah. yeah. I, you know, I always forget he's in it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's totally him. crazy, right? Yeah, he's totally a jerk in that film, too. <laughs> So, and he just told me, Steve, the reason why you need to watch this movie, because your dad. And I was like, what does he mean by my dad? Okay, uh-huh. And so, I guess, are we going to talk about that more when we're talking about the film? No, yeah, we can. But go ahead. go Keep going. So, so I was like, okay. And within five minutes, I'm like, oh, 
That's who it means on my dad. Okay. So this this is good. Right. Uh, yeah, I guess that's just really why I've never seen it is because it just didn't. And I guess I, I never really labeled it as a romance movie. I knew it was a drama. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you a little bit about what I thought it was. Okay? okay, yeah, yeah. Here's what I thought the movie was about. Okay. I thought he was in anger management mm-hmm. because of some like like confrontation at an Eagles game. Got in a huge fight or something, and then they say, "Hey, we need to work on your anger problems." And then his, as he's working there, he meets her in class or something. Mm. Okay, I'm making, I made the whole plot up in my head, and I, and I just never, again, it just, I never really, I was like, eh, you know how that movie's gonna go. Okay, so he meets her in anger management class. They join ballroom dancing as a way, like a therapeutic way, to kind of slow calm things down. That's it, and they fall in love. And that is the worst movie plot ever. I mean, like, I'm so glad that, the that's movie not was bad. not like that. Yeah, that's not that bad. I mean, <laughs> it makes you feel better. Like, but whenever I saw it for the first time, I knew nothing about it. Mm-hmm. I was like, playbook? This is a football movie? Like, that right, was literally right. like, that's my message. Like, you thought there was going to be more football. Yeah, I thought, like, there'd okay. be, I thought there'd be way more football. Mm-hmm. I was like, is this going to be like Jerry Maguire 2.0? Because that's, that's what uh, I'm going right, to go right. into. Okay. And, but of course, obviously, it's not like that at all in the slightest. No, it's not. It is not at all. Yeah, so I got the plot all wrong. And Very. okay, so I'm gonna give you my verdict here. Um, this movie is extremely good. I am just in shock. Okay, so I I'm cringing. Like you cringe a lot because for one, I think I wrote in my notes like I didn't expect him to be in a hospital already. Yeah. I didn't know he was gonna be he already had issues. So I loved that you're already starting here. And you don't you don't really know a lot in the, about his past about how he got, you know, and where he is now. And I and I kind of like that mystery. And then you're kind of, you know, putting those, like, pieces of the puzzle in as it's kind of unfolding. And you're cringing at how much he is obsessed with her. Yeah. I am just in shock, like, when, when he's just like, I'm like, wait, so this girl, okay. Part of me was like, is it Jennifer Lawrence? And I was like, okay, no. Okay, good. And then I was like, okay. It's just, an, it's on, on another level. Yeah, it's like, he has a really hard time at first understanding that like Nikki probably doesn't love him at oh, all yeah. anymore. And it, and he doesn't see that like, that's an issue that he's so hell bent that they're going to be together no matter what. Mm-hmm. And, and it, it, it makes it worse as part. It definitely adds to his, his situation that he has. And, um, you know, even his whole transformation, like, cause they like, keep Mitchell used to be bigger. I wish I would have shown him before shot, by the way. So we could have seen like, Bradley Cooper in a fat suit lightly. I was wondering if they're going to do that yeah, the whole time. Yeah. I was like, okay, or like, so. Or a lightly heavier suit, I guess you can say. Right. Because I'm like, okay, so he was overweight. Like, yeah. that's kind of. Okay. And, and, and with it, too, like, a lot of what he did, while it became useful for him later on, it really wasn't for him at first. Like, a mm-hmm. lot of what he said he changed was more for Nikki. But then, of course, he developed his own personal philosophy that kind of went outside of what she was talking about in the first place. Yeah. I mean,. And it's just like when you finally see what happens, like what unfolded that she cheated on him, basically. Yeah. Like she's an asshole. Yeah, no, no. She and was... whenever I saw her, like, of course, you don't really get a lot of perspective. Like, you don't see a lot of her, obviously. Mm-hmm. But when you see her at the end, which I was shocked she showed up to the competition. Yeah. Okay. That was ex- extreme shocker. And I was just seeing red. I was like, this fucking bitch. I can't. I'm like, why are you here? You're ruining everything. And. And I know they were going to lie to him already, which was really tough to hear. Mm-hmm. And whenever he read the letter, um, I guess we'll go into favorite scenes. We're going to talk about this a little bit. 
So some of my favorite scenes is honestly like the big chunk at the end. Like when obviously with the climax, but probably the scene in the house. Yeah. When they're talking about like when his dad melts down about everywhere he has to like he has to be in certain places. Yeah, he's no CD. He has OCD, like legitimately the dad. In the he film. does. Yeah. And I didn't expect that. Like I was just like, wow, he has issues as well. Mm-hmm. And which means it's hereditary, likely to a certain degree in some aspects. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, it was just kind of wild to see how he's like when he was putting the blame like on him or something. And when they had that confrontation, they were just yelling at each other. It like broke my heart Mm -hmm. because like all this shit was just unfolding. And it was just really hard to hear, Uh, especially his dad coming out and say it like you're a fucking loser when he didn't do anything at all. Yeah, it was so sad when he didn't do anything wrong at the Eagles game. It was. He had nothing to do with it and he just assumed and it was hurtful. And it, honestly, it showed a lot like you're already seeing Cooper's like character develop at that point. You're like, wow, it would have been totally different if it was like obviously a lot sooner than it was. But I that was probably my favorite scene in the movie. Nice. That whole thing in the house when they're making the bet, like because it's so intense. It goes from extremely intense anger to like, we're making this bet. And I'm like, Whoa, what the fuck is happening? Like. Especially when she came back to him. And I was hoping she was going to do this Mm -hmm. because of how much she hates football. She just knew all the fucking scores of every meeting when they were together. And I was like, that is so, mm, that's the cherry on top of that scene. Right. That she was amazing in that scene. No, yeah. Like, and she has a couple of scenes. I mean, that's one of her scenes. The big scene that won her the Oscar was the table scene inside the cafe, the diner. Yes. That That's the Oscar that's, scene. Yes. That's, I, I think I recognize that. Because that's like most. super famous now. I mean, to be fair, that's one of my favorites. Her like literal, like that whole, that whole scene is so wrong. It's, it's funny. Like, it's very yeah. funny when he's like asking her about what she did with the other people, why she got fired. And he's just totally just like manning it up a lot like a crap load or he just like did, did she send you she made you send your lap well okay here's the thing i was literally thinking those same <laughs> yeah. things i don't know i don't know if it's the scorpio in me but i was like wow i wanted one of those details well, too and, but i just love how he's just so like i'm not gonna ask anymore how many were there yeah like, like immediately <laughs> yeah. like within seconds like not even like trying were there, to any, were there any women yeah like immediately <laughs> here like i promise i'll ask you more like yeah. and, and, and honestly i think that's a really important part to the film because i think yeah. that's where you they develop their relationship because nikki does not nikki uh tiffany does open right, okay. up really nicely to him very early you can tell she needs somebody in her life that's just a friend at that point like yes, she doesn't really everyone everyone she feels like hates her or judges her for something she's done in the past so here's this new person that has equally problematic issues of the past. Mm-hmm. So I think she feels like I can talk to this person and they won't judge me. And and one of the big things, it's funny you talk about the early scene where like he's so obsessed with his wife. He doesn't see that as crazy. Oh, he thinks he's man. just normal in that regard. Yeah. And, and and she's like, you think you're crazy. You think I'm crazier than you. And it's like, uh-huh. that's, that's hard. That's a hard scene to watch because like, yeah. the, the, why I love Pat so much is because throughout the film, he does realize when he makes mistakes like i made a mistake i hate that i did that so and so like when he hit his mom that's actually a scene i'll talk about in a minute he understands when he makes some mistakes but he doesn't understand why he got there or what he can do to fix the situation post and she kind of helps him understand that a lot within a lot of these heavy scenes specifically when they step outside the diner too and and he hears the sherry moore song as well yeah Mm -hmm. damn dude that i mean and it made you think about her issues as well um just like all the shit she went through I yeah can't even imagine no i can't either like that's really harsh what she had to go through mm-hmm. 
that that's they went through so much. It's it's kind of incredible to a certain degree that that's where you know we found them when they when they pick up together for the first time. Yeah. If I'm gonna go into my favorite scene though, I have yeah. I have a few. Um, okay. I love. I just love the dinner scene at the beginning when they meet for the first time. Oh, I, yeah. I love uh-huh. how openly inappropriate they are with each other. Oh, I love it too. Like, like the it, demeanors, it's like they, like while they're, while she's shitting on his social interaction, she can't really interact either. Yeah, no. She also has those things, but it works and, with them. Yeah, and they're just trading back like what pills they've been on. I know. And, and everyone else <laughs> is looking at them like, what are you talking about? See, like, I kind of had a feeling she was already going through something yeah. also. But I didn't really know. That's I feel like that was kind of established, like in from anything I had heard about the movie. They were both kind of relating to each other in that way. Right. And I I love the like when she was like, Oh, you felt it too, right? Like the instant chemistry. Yeah, like yeah. immediately. And and that's what I like about about that as well. It's good chemistry from the beginning. Mm-hmm. They understand each other to a certain degree at that point. And they're 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 open about talking about their issues, which I think is kind of important a lot when it comes to like any kind of like mental health. Especially at this oh, point, yeah. like, like it's 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 way more out in the open now. But like in 2012, I mean, it was open. We're starting to open the floodgates to having conversations about that. Yes, mm-hmm. But like, you know, it still wasn't as big as it should have been in terms of being talked about. And they're open and they're talking to each other. And it might be strange to like an outsider who has never doesn't have these issues. But I imagine that people who've been through some issues like that probably are open about talking about with each other what they've been through. Yeah. Uh, and so I, I think that's why I like that scene so much. Also, I just like his friend Ronnie and how ridiculous his scenes are with him. They're so it's a, it's that a, marriage though. <laughs> it's a great well, it's a great foil, like legitimately. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Because yeah. she's become like he's he's being controlled. Yeah, bad. Also, shocker, uh, Julie Stiles didn't expect that. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, really Did not expect that. Yeah, at all. yeah. Didn't even know she was in this movie. Yeah, there's just so many lines that Ronnie says, like when I when I get into the garage at night alone. Sit there, Metallica, Megadeth, and he's like losing it. Like I love that because it's so funny and it's so like it's it's interesting that Pat is one has all these issues and yet he's the one that's able to kind of help Ronnie through his marriage. It's 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 interesting. And people's not people aren't judging Ronnie. No, people aren't you know establishing him as a psycho. Yeah, and it's kind of it's just wild. And well, that actually creates a, a big conversation too. And this is why it's so here's the thing. And this is why I'm, I'm about talking about Bradley Cooper's character. Mm-hmm. Whenever he we all know what happens. He he beats the living daylights out of that history teacher. I would have, too. Yeah, I, don't, and, and, I don't blame him for that. And, and, and that's see, what sucks. And that's what sucks because you don't blame him. But uh, I, I was doing when I was doing some research, I was reading articles about like what people thought about, like some of these accuracy of mm-hmm. like the film. And it's actually super highly praised for its accuracy. But one of the things I read was like, it's really hard to go to an institution for violence like legitimately mm-hmm. like you have to do something really bad and you can kind of see that he even though he had i think every right in the world to beat him down for what he did but he, he like nearly killed he him. nearly killed him like they yeah. show him like pull the thing around his neck like he's trying to choke him to death with it yeah um and i think the big thing that pat doesn't see and that's one thing i it's one of my it's a very subtle part of the film which is why i like the movie so much mm-hmm. when the doctor's talking to him dr patel He's like, but didn't you say, didn't you call the cops a week earlier to tell them that? Yeah. And he's like, oh, I told them that my wife and the history teacher are plotting against me. Like a week before this even took place. Mm -hmm. So like he already had this going into it. I don't think Pat sees that he was already heading in this direction. Mm -hmm. This just made it faster. 
that all that was insane. Like I didn't really know what the issue was. And it kind of made me a little sad for him that their marriage was like they kind of point out each other's flaws. They don't talk for weeks. Right. That's that's terrible. That is so bad. That's so bad. They don't talk for weeks and they would just sit there and it was normal. And I'm like, no. That is not. That's not good. That's not good at all. And he was perfectly okay with that. Mm -hmm. And and if you look at Jennifer Lawrence, she's just like, Are you serious? I know, I love that. I love that she was just like that. Of course, obviously, in the end, and I was honest, I don't want to jump to the end yet. Yeah, me either. I'll, you know, we'll save it, we'll save it, we'll save it. But I'm, I was just, it's just crazy to me that he would, and all these changes he was making, he became obsessive with it because it was, it was the way to get her back. And I was like, wow, it was it's super, super intense. Yeah, it's definitely a big part of the film. I'm trying to think of other things. Anything Chris Tucker does in this film, by the oh, way, it's is so incredible. Good. I remember he was in the movie. Oh, really? But okay. I didn't think. He was who he was. Does that make any sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I thought he was just his sane friend. Mm. He is so not. I fucking love the beginning, how he wasn't even supposed to be in the car. <laughs> I love how he was just in a situation where he wasn't even supposed to be there. I thought it was hilarious. Yeah. Um, what was his? What were his issues again? He, what was it? It was, uh, one second. Like, here. something about drugs, right? Yeah, drug, it was drug usage, and he uh, he was a dental assistant, I think, and I said he had access to medication. And he mm -hmm. would, and it was part, all that kind of melded into something essentially for him too. Oh, okay. I forgot the exact like what he said. I thought I had taken a note on it too, but yeah, that's definitely what he did. And again, that's right from the beginning. Mm -hmm. uh, that whole opening part too, like he almost kills him like, at the beginning of the movie in the car. Mm -hmm. Whenever the mom picks him up and like he's like, "No, mom!" and he like literally grabs the steering wheel and yeah. pulls, almost pulls in oncoming traffic. I I was kind of like bummed that she was already taking him out. Mm -hmm. I was like. This is already bad. I mean, eight months. I mean, I know it seems like a long time, but you obviously, if you if you're needing to help, you 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 need to you know get out when he's ready. I feel like she was already just kind yeah, of rushing. yeah, and especially because you see him in that montage like at the beginning oh, working yeah. out, and then I think that's important because even though I think he was bodily ready, uh -huh. I don't think he was out there ready to come out just yet. Yeah, and, and I say that because like, and again, that's going back to this idea that whenever he has to, a situation takes place. Anything involving negativity freaks him out mm -hmm. because he's not ready to face negativity yet. Yeah. Because that's why he tries to keep everything with the silver lining, with this Excelsior concept. Everything is a positive, turn everything into like a win, which mm -hmm. is a great philosophy. But that's kind of like, you know, avoiding the spectrum of human emotion uh, to a certain yeah. degree. And that's a big issue, which is what Nick, what, uh, which is what Tiffany, I keep going to but Tiffany uh -huh. brings out of her, brings out of him big yeah. time because she's able to help him understand that. Yes, there's extremes, but there's little things to take that you should uh, help yourself with, too. And I really like that about that relationship. And uh, he has this stress, and it, it's real with him. Mm -hmm. Like, that scene, whenever he comes home, which is one of my favorite, one of my other favorite scenes, actually. The I call it the Bradley Cooper scene. Mm -hmm. When he go, I don't even know how. I, I don't even think he was nominated. I, no, he was nominated, but he didn't win. I thought he should have that year. Yeah. I don't know how. When he goes and he wants to watch his wedding tape. And he oh, loses God. it in the household. Yeah. Then the and Led Zeppelin's playing in the background, mm -hmm. and he's just losing it. That scene is incredible. Yes. Like it is so incredible, and it's tragic. Like yeah. when he like hits his mom on accident, and like his dad screaming at him, and he just that sad shot of him just yelling "I'm sorry" oh, over yeah. and over uh -huh. again. Like yeah. Jesus Christ, I man. Know. That was, it was really hard to watch. And especially when like the whole neighborhood comes out yeah. and it's like, they're like, you know, kind of taunting a little bit. 
Yeah, you know? that next door neighbor was a jerk, man. Yeah, Philly has no filter, I feel like. Yeah. Um, yeah, that part was difficult. And, and I had a feeling, and it's funny because I wrote that note before, um, you know, Cliff or the psychiatrist was saying, is that, is, does he want to watch the tape because he just met her and he felt something? Yeah. And he feels guilty about it? I, I think so. I think he yeah. feels guilt because I don't, I think he spent his whole time in, in the hospital thinking, okay, I'm doing this for Nikki. I'm doing this for Nikki. And he kind of loses track that he's a person too. And so when yeah. he sees somebody else, it's like, oh, wait, he's not Nikki. But like, I feel like I could have a connection with this person. Right. I'm cheating on her now. I can't do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like, there's, there's a sense of irony to that. Legitimately. Oh my God. I know. Yeah, that's so true. If, if you can't tell, by the way, I'm an English teacher with all the devices I'm throwing out there. Sorry. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's just one of those things. Uh-huh. Um, there's a really stupid moment that... In, I have I think of really dumb things when I watch films. For some reason, at the dinner table, when they bring up like the random facts about history, this is a Seinfeld thing. Whenever oh, okay, he huh? when he talks about the the Martin Van Buren, like the okay the old Kinderhook part. That's oh yeah, what, yeah. I just think of Kramer throwing up the eight symbol when he's getting beat up by the Van Buren boys in Seinfeld. Oh my god, that's like, funny. I just I, watched I, that I, like I, I, a couple weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, I love that episode, and <laughs> yeah. I think of that when he just like throws up the eight on accident. That's all I think of the whole time. <laughs> it's it's freaking it's amazing. I I love that. Scene. What did he teach? History. He taught history. He taught history, okay, okay. but he was reading Nikki's English syllabus, which, by the way. Okay. As a teacher, yes, it's pretty accurate. Like, oh, what, it's what, very what, what, accurate. And I had to point out things because this is just the greatness of this movie, and why I think I love it as well. Besides, just and we'll talk about the football stuff later. But so, like, I've never read *Forever Armored* with my class before. But uh-huh. like, anytime someone asked me, could I have the book in my room? And it was for it was in a it was a UIL competition book a couple years ago. Oh, okay. And one of my students was like, "What well, it's about?" I'm like, "All you need to know." And I just literally explained what uh-huh. he did. Like word for word. Oh my god! Like literally, uh-huh. like I guess that, and I was like, like, and she just dies. She dies, mom. Like <laughs> yeah. I, that's how I describe it. Like, and that's and I do that with a lot of things. Like when someone asks me about, uh, not related to the movie, when someone asks me about, uh, what is it? A street, a street crime name is Desire. I just oh, yell, yeah, yeah. I just yell Stella. Like oh, I'm, god. I, I'm not even like not even I don't even tell them what the story's about. I just yell Stella. Yeah. Um, there you go. That's all you need. Really. Oh, oh and I love her description, Lord of the Flies. By the way. Oh Could yeah. I've done that exact oh, it's, description. It's yeah. It's spot on. It's spot on. But I thought, oh, that's a great synopsis. Really. Yeah, that's a great synopsis. <laughs> Seriously. Um, any other scenes that really move you? Um, the ending, man. But oh, without, without getting into it, but like, because I imagine we'll talk about that too. Like its yeah. own thing, but. Man, the ending is is beautiful. Like this it's to put it lightly, really um, good, and that's what shifted everything for me. Because you're, I'm like cringing the entire time. I'm like, oh my god, this guy is going through a ton of shit, and how is he going to get over this? Yeah. And even when he meets her, you're like, how is he going to get over this? Because I was hoping, obviously, it was going to go the way it went, and it was, it just was even more beautiful than I could have imagined. Right. Honestly, I really do. The last scene at the house is beautiful. That scene is almost perfect for me like oh, yeah. i love that scene you know i guess now is time as ever to get into football right we'll get into football let's do it okay okay so football is a big part of my household oh it's big we, in mine too we live in texas <laughs> there is, in south texas football is life here exactly okay? yeah and i i love football mm-hmm. and you know so when my cousin told me to go back to what i said when i first watched you need to watch this because your dad yeah you know it's funny i just showed my dad this movie earlier this year Oh, I'd always wow. wanted to show him to him, but he never wanted to watch it. We are Dallas Cowboy fans. Here, yes. Okay. He would never watch this. He would make him the concept of it, man. Oh, it's one with the Eagles fans, right? I don't want to watch that. Oh, that was shit. his that was his response Damn. every time. 
So mm-hmm. like, I remember everything about that season. Like oh to my this God, day. Really? So like, yes. So they, they line it up. Everything in there is extremely accurate. So let's just go back to, I'm gonna, this is a sports talk coming out. Okay, okay. So it's 2008. It's the football season for the Cowboys. Dallas is really good. They're, 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 they're solid. They're nine and six. Okay. All they have to do is win the game and they're in the playoffs. The Giants already established that they're in the playoffs. They're 12 and four, I think. Mm-hmm. So Dallas and Philly fighting for the last spot came out last game. They already had played early in the year and Dallas had won. So I'm like, okay, cool. And it's funny because the game they won was the one they keep mentioning where Deshaun Jackson puts the ball at the one yard line accidentally <gasps> before going oh into the end zone. God, yeah. So like, I wish they would have mentioned that too, but that's uh-huh. where Deshaun Jackson famously did it and Dallas won 41 37. So uh-huh. I was like, I, I, oh man, I remember watching that I game. I love too. how you just didn't let it go. Yeah, yeah, no, and, yeah, because that was such a big thing. It's funny because he used the expression taking victories from the jaws of defeat or whatever that he used. Can I yeah. hear that a lot about cowboy fans now? And, and by the way, Hollywood, it's 2020. Why are the Cowboys still the villains in films? Seriously? Like, it like, needs to stop now. Right, like, it's, we haven't been a great team since the 1990s. Yeah. Like, I love Dallas. We've had some good seasons. We've been relevant for, I don't know, three quarters of the last 30 years. But, like, we're not a Super Bowl contender currently, and we haven't been in a couple of years. I think last last year we did it was, like, four or five years ago. Where mm-hmm. we were, I thought we were solid. Right, Dax, right. Dax rookie year. Yes, um, exactly. That was the promising that, year. That was yeah. a promising year. Yeah. But, like... Making the Cowboys the villains is so 1990s, like Little oh, Giants so, era. Uh, yeah. Like, like you know <laughs> yeah, what exactly. I mean when I say that? And like, it's yeah. every football movie. And, and the replacements, it's the, they're playing the Dallas Sharks at the end. Yes. And any given Sunday, they're playing Dallas at mm-hmm. the end. It's always Dallas, Dallas, Dallas. And that's just the thing. I get it. But, like, it should honestly be, like, New England at this point for real. Not saying that I think New England's America's team, that nobody else can be America's team. But anyway, no. back to the season. Yes. It's a division game. It's, Chris, it's post-Christmas. I remember this game to this day because I remember wow. like in my household, my the tree was still up and my mom had like a very specific setup for Christmas that was only during Christmas time Yeah, with the tables and the, the couches. And I remember it to this day and um, we're, my dad like, okay, let's watch this game. We're going to win it. And I love Tony Romo. He's one of my favorite quarterbacks of, of all time. And man, that game was hard to watch. Really? Yeah. Like it was a slaughter. Like. All Dallas had to do was win, and they were in. And the Eagles needed some help, which mm-hmm. they got early in the day. The Bucks and the Bears both lost, which gave the Eagles a chance. If they won, then they uh-huh, were in. Right. So at that point, whoever wins this game is going to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And whoever loses is going home for the season. It's over. Wow. Yeah. And so it's a all of a sudden, it's a big deal. And we just died. We, we died. We, we lost, like, the spread that they had to cover was 10 points in the film. I think Dallas lost, like, 41 to 14. God, and yeah. I remember watching that game to this day too. I looked at my dad like at halftime, like I'm not watching this game anymore. Like this yeah. is this, this is it's over. Like mm-hmm. we were, and he was upset because he was. My dad's a very emotional couple, and he's like a crier. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we've all been there. Yeah, and it, it it was over. It was bad. And so besides that, my cousins that like, you have to watch for your dad. And I say this with knowing full well my dad does not have OCD, but right Robert, De Niro, which I love. De Niro's character. I would assume he doesn't put big money on games. No, but he does have some. We do. We do some. He doesn't. Do. Bo- he doesn't bookkeep. But he's. You live in South Texas, you know. Or, you got. You got to have the numbers. You got to have numbers. You got to have numbers. Yeah, even now, like, of course. The, the season's over. We're looking for numbers at this point. Yeah. Um. But with it, some of those things that De Niro does are my dad. Like <laughs> really? I am not lying. Like oh, like having like so like so he the, so he has house. to sit on his couch in the right position there yeah. in the corner. The remote has to be put up on the couch right here. I have to sit on the opposite side of the couch to him. If I sit on the other side, it's bad luck. 
like oh this is like I'm not lying when I say this, this is totally factual. By the way, <laughs> like I just on the opposite side when the Cowboys score a touchdown, he has to blow the air horn three times. If not, and which but which by the way, it's it's become such a meme with my friends that when anything big happens in football, one someone will be like air horn, air horn. You'll just yeah. they'll, they'll put it in our Discord chat oh, okay. because that that they know that's what it is. <laughs> yeah, and, and it's and it's one air horn for a field goal. Like it's mm-hmm. ridiculous small things that make the experience in this household for mm-hmm. football. Um. If you were here when the Cowboys won a big game, you're good luck all of a sudden. So you have to come next oh week. Oh my god! Like, yeah, like yeah, yeah. These are real yeah. things in this house. Yeah. Um, he doesn't do the handkerchief thing like right. like the dad does, but he does believe in like I actually have notes on it here because I have like a list of pretty much everything that my dad um does as uh-huh. a as a Cowboy fan. Uh, and and just oh, let's see here. Um, it's kind of wild. Like my my mom doesn't go all out. You know, but she wears the shirt. She curses all like she like like a sailor. She does. In the Cowboys game, she's always cursing. Yes. The only time she ever will. Yeah, and my, yeah. my dad swears a lot in these games. And, <laughs> and you know, growing up, that's was part of the household. Like yeah, know, same. When, whenever mm-hmm. he describes uh and it's funny because um I, I love uh what's her name? The one who plays his mom. She's she's a really good actress too. Uh, and she's like, "Well, I'm making crappy snacks and homemade." And homemade, that, that's yeah, that's like I love that. that was literally like my mom growing up. Uh-huh. Like, I'd wake up in the morning, there'd be like little like popovers and like snack foods and everything, chips and dip were yeah, out on the table. Ready for the game. They're getting ready for the game. Exactly. So like, that's what this was. Mm-hmm. And you know, the one thing I don't like about this movie is I hate the Eagles. I hate the Eagles so much. It is literally the only time when you root for that fucking win at the end. Yeah. I'm so sorry, but I will, and, that'll and, be the only time I'll ever be excited. And I, and I have to point out, too, uh-huh. no real Dallas Cowboy fan would ever be caught dead wearing a New York Giants jersey or anything involving that. Because whenever uh, the guy who's a Cowboy fan is winning that bet, yeah, when yeah. he wins the first time, he's wearing a Giants jacket. Yes. That dude is not a Cowboys fan. Oh, that no. dude, That dude is garbage. Like, yeah, nobody... Nobody who really supports their team would ever wear the jersey of another team. Like, that's exactly. just not going to happen. If and, you're a Cowboys fan, you're a Cowboys you're, fan. Like, I, and A, it's worse than it's the Giants. That's right. We hate them, too. Yeah. That's the division. Like, it didn't make any sense to me, <laughs> like, with that. Uh, and there, there's that. Um, I assumed he was wearing it just because he was like, um, that was the bet. You know what I mean? That that huge bet. Yeah. Which was so, like, really pan. I was panicking. That gave that gave me a lot of anxiety that he gave so much money on that Giants game. Yes, and again, that's kind of what started that it, that beautiful scene in the house. But I thought that too. I was like, why is he sporting Giants? Because he's just like so against the Eagles winning. Yeah, no, could have no been, could have been no, that. It, it is, but no way. There's no way. Ta- yeah. Cowboy fans are way too like about the about the Cowboys. Everybody does that against the Cowboys in the modern era. Yeah, um, and you know. When he looks at all the, t- you see all the tapes recorded up until like ninety seven. Oh my god, I saw that. Up until like ninety seven, yeah. ninety eight. If you were to look like in like we used to have like in VHS bin, it would yeah. just see label, 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 cowboy game all recorded oh, all year wow. long. It's the same thing. This movie freaked me. I had a pause it with watching with my dad because yeah. he kept laughing. He's like, "Damn it, Steve, this is just me. Why? <laughs> like I'm not this, but like this is just me as a person. Now I understand. Whenever you tell me things, like why do I need to sit over there on that side? Mm-hmm. um it's it's freaking it's it's hilarious um i've had those talks too where like i'll wake up like this is when i'm in college of course like mm-hmm. past college and i'm tired and i went maybe i went out the night before so yeah. i'm really sleepy i mean the cowboys play at noon oh yeah that's and, hard and it's like 11 30 my dad will walk in he'll be like mind you this five security hey steve what's up dad how about breakfast oh cool thanks man i appreciate it. i'll get something a bit hey i got something big going on i'm like what is it 
got to win at noon, man. We don't win at noon. We're not in the playoffs. <laughs> and so, like, when I see that oh, scene, man. like yeah, that, yeah. like that's just. Oh, that I, was another really, I, yes. really awesome scene. Yes, when, when he walks in the room and when he was like, "I, ha- I have to be there." My dad has opened up to me like never before. And when that, I mean, that was Robert De Niro's like big moment. Like when he's crying, yes. and he's like oh, begging him, and he tells him about the bet. It was really that was another highlight scene for me in this movie because you're seeing De Niro in action, and it was just so beautiful as father and son. Yeah, it's it's such a I, having had moments like that with my dad before, especially yeah. this last couple of years. Like that is a it's a real scene, and it's extremely accurate to what that looks like. Where yeah, just like. We got to do this together. You know, I want to spend time with you, you know. Yeah. And it's so hard to watch. And, you know, even though his dad argues him a lot in the film, you get how much his dad loves him. Even though he does get explosive, he does point it out, his dad does get explosive. Like, even before the whole, like, um, you know, I'm sending you to the game. Because he can't go. Like, he can't Man, go. That's, isn't that crazy? That's crazy. That's too much. Well, like, like, by the way, Philly fans are the worst in the NFL. Yeah. They're hardcore. Fuck that shit. Yeah, no. Like, they, they, they throw trash at Santa Claus. Like, high key. Um, I remember I've seen that to this game. They cheered whenever, who was it? Was it when Irvin got knocked out mm-hmm. in, back in the nineties? Like they were like so excited that he was done. Yeah. Like they, they are those fans. When was, they won a few years ago. Yeah. So actually I was reading about that too. So Bradley Cooper is legitimately a Philadelphia Eagle fan. Yeah. Because he's from there. He's right? from there. Yeah, yeah. So he's, and you know, they. Oh, like, perfect setting. This it, is. Yeah. Okay. okay. This, this is his life. Apparently like. He got dragged into the Super Bowl media whenever they won a couple years ago against uh-huh. the Patriots because obviously he's a real fan. And so it, the Eagles historically do have like a real problem in terms of closing out the season. Mm-hmm. And so when he points out, this is what your team does. You, you, you get to the end and you blow it. This this is true. Like the Eagles uh-huh. are known for doing that. So like Cooper was uh, there and I think Lawrence became kind of an Eagles fan too to a certain degree mm-hmm. uh, from the film. But yeah, they, I mean, they won in 2018 to beat the Patriots in a hell of a game. I didn't cheer for the Eagles. I don't cheer for anybody. I didn't hate the Patriots too at that point. But like, I like I like Nick Foles. So I was, I was going for Nick Foles at that point. Right, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so I imagine he went through just as many hardships as an Eagle fan. This is, oh man, this is messed up. There's a really great Kirby Enthusiasm episode I watched a few uh-huh. weeks ago. Kirby Enthusiasm episode where one of the guys in the show kills himself because he's a Jets fan. Uh-huh. Oh, and, my God. And Larry finds out that the last words he says was, I just can't take the disappointment anymore. And that's the only time. Larry remembers that that's what he talks about when he talks about the Jets. Mm-hmm. Every year that he just can't take the disappointment anymore. So the Jets are what made him do it in the first place. Uh-huh. And I'm like, that's so wrong. And that's how hardcore football fans get, man. They, some people take this to an extreme, like worse than me. And I'm pretty deep in My it. mom has said some really, like, difficult things for me to hear. Yeah, when they when they were so close to the Super Bowl, what year was this? They were like fucking close. Like I'm I'm talking uh, a this, couple. This must like, have, this must have been Dax Rook year when we won the first round of the playoffs. And I we think got to the I second think round. so. Yeah, we, lost, ha- we lost in the second round. Okay, it was so close, and we haven't been. I feel like we hadn't been that far in a while. Yeah, last time we were there was was Romo whenever he had won his first playoff game, and then we lost to the Giants, who ended up winning the whole Super Bowl against the Patriots that year. Damn, and that's because we had beat the Giants twice that season. And they beat us in the playoffs. Damn. It was it was a heartbreak. Yes. I feel like I do remember this. Okay. So my mom's sitting there. I'll never forget that. She's sitting there and she's like, you know what? I feel like I'm never going to see them win another Super Bowl in my lifetime. I'm like, mom, don't say yeah, that. I've, I've heard him say that. That is too. so depressing, mom. You got to have faith. Like, man, it was so hard to hear my mother say that. I mean, you, you feel it. You, you That's just, 
deep down, you're it, like, it hits. It, it hits. hits really hard. I mean, you know, I've I love sports, but man, I have just the this the trilogy of sports teams that they don't just lose; they make losing an art form. That's the unfortunate part of being a Cowboy fan. Like, the the Cowboys can't just lose. They have to do it in a fashion to where, like, how do you do that? I think the the only team that does it now worse than Dallas is Atlanta Falcons. Okay. Uh, But, like, the Cowboys have done it. I'm a Notre Dame fan, and they do it. Like, it's – it is a rough time sometimes to live in this household for that regard. Got to say, especially this year, I'm assuming it's not even pleasant in this household. Yeah, it's been bad. It's been been bad, It's it's been bad. Um, Mm -hmm. It's a bad season. But yeah, you know, just, the film does a great job really breaking that down. And I just love the mix. And, you know, the title itself, Silver Linings Playbook, is really... Like, I wrote that the title is so nice. It's I genius. It. It's a I genius it. title. Mm-hmm. Like, just as a football fan, of course, you get the playbook. But, like, the silver lining is like... And to me, this is part of the plot. And this is me being a dork and kind of talking about the ending a little bit here. Mm-hmm. Like, Pat's biggest thing is he needs to stick to the game plan. Yeah. The whole time. And he doesn't stick to the game plan. When he deviates is when bad things happen to him. Mm-hmm. And... One thing, you know, talk about the, that last scene at the house before the before the dance takes place. Mm-hmm. Like, I love that scene because Pat really figures out right that way. Tiffany's been running me this whole time. And, yeah. he, and he flips the game plan on them. And it's genius. Yes. He it's... strategizes again to them. And she's the when one. When he wrote it a week Yeah, before. a week earlier, yeah. Oh, and my he, God. That, and, and when he yeah. gets to the end there, she's the one that's losing it, that can't <gasps> contain it. Yes. Good. And yeah. he stuck to the game plan. That is a really good perspective. He had to find a strategy. Yeah. That's crazy. Because he's going, like, with where he was going, it wasn't going anywhere. And it just made me so happy. I was really legit worried. Especially when they were planning to lie to him. I was like, oh my god. But I think, I mean, you assume, like, you know, like, the audience is aware that he knows she wrote it, right? Yeah. Because of the, I guess, the wording? Yeah, she kept saying, if if it's me reading the signs. I mean, I knew. I was like, there's no way that chick wrote him a letter. No. There was no way. That that took me by surprise that she even, like, kind of wrote one up. Yeah. And I was like, well, one, it's typed. And then And then I was just like, I think some of the things it said, and it was really hard to see him react to it. Mm-hmm. Um, It was just, like, like genuine heartbreak. It was just, like, official. Like, yeah. does that make sense? Like, it was just officially done. Yeah, he was done. And she knew he was done, too. And, that, you know, they'd never get the big ending. Like, they never get the big move. Mm-hmm. Like, even at the dance, they don't get, they don't, they don't nail the big move. They don't, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's what they were supposed to work on that night. And, yeah, you, you definitely feel like that was him going, it's over. Like, mentally. Yeah. But in a way, there was some health to that. Because mm-hmm. I think that's whenever, and especially that night, whenever he came back from the game. And, you know, the whole time you know he's into Tiffany. He's just afraid to admit it. Yeah, of Which, course. Mm-hmm. He's just afraid to admit it. He doesn't want to say that he is. The whole time, like when Chris Tucker dances with her, he, like he's so just like, okay, okay, that's enough, that's enough, and he yeah. gets he jumps in there too. Mm-hmm. Um, or whenever someone insults her in the slightest, he gets angry. He's like, oh, what yeah. are you talking about? You know, she's not crazy. You don't know what she's talking about. You're not her. Yeah. You don't know what she's been through. Uh, to like me, even to her parents. Yeah, even to her parents. To me, the scene that really defines it is that first one when she t- she does text that guy over. And, oh, he, yeah. and he goes off on him about like you're a better guy than this. Well, let's go, man. He, he yeah. puts on he like basically drags him down the steps with him. Yeah, because like he genuinely cared about her. Oh, definitely. and he just didn't know how to express it the way he should at that point. Mm-hmm. Kind of sad. Everyone just labeled her as a slut because yeah, of what happened. Right, and that's not even fair. Yeah, that's not fair at all. It was kind of interesting to find out how she got to that point. Right, and how that mentally fucks you up, like. 
with the whole, like, we weren't having sex towards the end of our marriage. And when he was out, he was going to get something to kind of bring yeah. it back. And that's even more heartbreaking. Exactly. And it would make sense for what she does, what she does. Like, people yeah. have different coping mechanisms when it comes to things. Like, yeah. that was hers. Cooper's was running. Legitimately. Yeah. And, you know, as someone who's done the running thing before, who lives the running thing, mm -hmm. I understand that. I use yeah. that as a daily therapy. Mm -hmm. to avoid, like, I don't have any kind of, like, any kind of, like, uh, mental health issues. Right. But, like, I run to avoid everything. Like, mm -hmm. that's the truth. So that's another thing that this movie sticks to me, too. Especially now. Like, more so today than it did back then. Mm -hmm. Because of that huge, like wanting to make a different philosophy or stuff, wanting to have a positive outlook, wanting to be a better person, just genuinely be able to push yourself to be better than you were before. And I feel like Cooper really encapsulates that throughout the film because he is definitely a work in progress. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the ending is, it's a good ending. Yeah. It's still concerning. We'll talk about that in a minute too. I mean, it, the overall, the pacing was really, it worked because part of me, it was like kind of fast paced. It's like kind of like you're in the mind of him. Yeah. Like, just kind of where he is mentally. It's spastic. It, 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 it plays it, like his mind. Yes, it's perfect. Even the way the cinematography moves. Yeah, like, yeah, that last shot, too, when it, like, zooms out really... It's... it's oh, I love it. I love it. It's such it's a good so scene. so good. Like, part of me is like, what's with these zoom-ins? Yeah. What's with these, like, crazy, you know, camera angles and, and kind of perspectives? But it works so well. Even the dialogue. Like, yeah. Like, it wasn't rushed, but you could sense that, like, that spaz... Like, what, what were you saying? Spastic. Yeah, spastic. It's That's a perfect way to kind of describe how it flowed. Yeah, I definitely I, agree with that. And it doesn't see, it doesn't feel like a long movie. No, it's two hours, I think. I think like, like, I mean, it, it just, like, flew by. Yeah, in the middle of the movie, I'm like, man, this movie's going, it's already so fast. And, I know. <laughs> and you're like, it feels fast? <laughs> yeah, like, it, it legit, like, I mean, I just, I say it felt, it, it just flew really well. Which is funny, because whenever you, your response was, you think it come fast? I was like, man, does she think the pacing sucks? That was my first no, response. I'm like, does she her... hate this? I'm like, God, she hates this movie. Did you really think I wasn't going to like it? Yeah. Why? Uh, I know you, I know you like movies of this nature, obviously. Right. We're, we're, we're mm -hmm. pretty similar in movie taste. I just think you, I, I thought you're like, hey, maybe she doesn't like Jennifer Lawrence. Maybe that's just like her big thing. I do not. Yeah. I, okay. So I am not the biggest fan of hers and I don't know why. Okay. I feel like what's the big deal with her? I love the Hunger Games. I, you know, I, I read the book too, the books. And then I, I, I mean, I saw other stuff she did, but there was just something about her that was kind of like, I roll, whatever. I just didn't see the appeal. Mm -hmm. I didn't see this movie and I knew she was a huge deal. And I think, great, you know, she she was kind of an actress that did come out of nowhere. Yeah. And so I just think that, I, I mean, it didn't, she didn't bother me in this movie at all. Yeah. Like, kind of normally, I guess when I did see American Hustle, I roll, right? But, you know, but that's because I'm a fucking huge Amy Adams fan. Okay. So that's, that's different. When seeing this movie, I mean, I... I really, really liked her in this movie. Mm -hmm. And uh, the performance was, was amazing. And it kind of made me forget how much I don't like her. <laughs> it's terrible. Well, Lawrence is kind of interesting as an actress. Like, you know, now mm -hmm. we can get into this. Like, yes, we can. She, she, she's a good actress. I like The Hunger Games. I never saw the last one. I didn't care to. I was already done with it. I mean, at that it was point. good, but, you know, it's depressing as fuck, but it's all right. Yeah. All right. Um, and, you know, the X Men series went into uh, another era of dumb once we got, I mean, once we got to Apocalypse. When you had the first one, that's. Kind of where it peaked yeah. there. Well, I mean, I like Days of Futures Past. That's oh, the, that one was good, too. Was a good yeah, one yeah. too. But then it literally just, it stops. It, I don't know it, what happened. I haven't. You uh, have they, McAvoy. They, 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 changed, they changed directors as well. I okay. Think. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and so I think that was a big deal. And 
so I think Jennifer Lawrence's biggest problem is I'm hoping she kind of steps away from it too. She hasn't made a lot of her movies. Mm-hmm. I think she's been kind of like caught almost like she's like in this industry. Obviously, she's in the industry, but like almost like she's in a system. Like I can't imagine having time to make another good film when you're stuck between doing a Marvel contract or at the time Fox contract with with uh, X Men at the time, yeah, and also doing a Hunger Games contract, which is going to take up four movies in its own right. Mm-hmm. So that's four movies for that, and that's four movies for X Men. Yeah, that's like rough. where do you find time? To make movies that are quality, and she make—I never saw Mother. I heard it was okay. I, I heard it was terrible. I never saw Red Sparrow. It didn't look like my type of film. I just yeah, felt like I, did, I just felt like she's kind of been typecasted. Like she just plays like either the kind of like sexy, mysterious girl that's like cool, hardcore chick. Yeah. Like what she does as Mystique, or as as now Katniss Everdeen, or yeah. even in Red Sparrow, she was a spy. Right. Right. Or, or she just plays like this, like kind of whatever romantic heroine with no character features mm-hmm. and and i feel like that's a shame because i think she's a pretty good actress legitimately oh, she's, yeah. um and you know i i feel like hollywood kind of changed her to a certain degree because if you've ever seen her whole interviews back in like when she first started like after this movie mm-hmm. she was i and i wasn't joking she was like a huge american deal like mm-hmm. in terms of where she was at like her interviews were dorky like oh people loved she that. was like burping and like super country like she was extremely fucking she real was, she was human like she was a human exactly. being exactly and like now she just kind of feels like she's been processed by the system oh no and i feel like that's what happened I, and i also call it reverse saoirse ronan syndrome as well because she started off hot and never did it again mm-hmm. and saoirse ronan started off like just going into it i have to say i don't like her either. i love her i love saoirse ronan i think she's an incredible actress she's kind of getting that vibe for me from jennifer lawrence like i'm like the difference is she hasn't won the oscar and i'm not giving it to her so she's continuously <laughs> making good films to get to that point. Uh, okay. It's not let's let, it's not let's win it on our first big movie and then just have a career. You or know whatever. that's pretty wild. Yeah, when you think about it. Yeah, like, it's not, it wasn't Jennifer's first movie, but it was definitely her first like big one outside of the Hunger Games. Right. So that's a big deal to win. Like, oh man, here's a movie I made my Hunger Games film and Silver Linings in the same year. I won an Oscar. That's a fucking huge. That's deal. that's hard. That's you have to live with the idea that you're one of the youngest Oscar winners to do it, and mm-hmm. then now you got to like continue to have a career. Yeah. That's hard. Like you already hit in Hollywood terms the best award that you can win. What what's left to do? I can see why you say she peaked. Yeah. In in the sense. Like what are you supposed to do with that? Point? Like we we should see her in more dramatic roles. I right. I mean it's been I feel like it's been a while, but at the same time it hasn't. I just feel like she fell off the map. And you know, she's one of many women at that time who had like that same syndrome where like they're good actresses uh-huh. or they're okay, but like they didn't do a lot. Like Anna Kendrick didn't do much either. She got stuck in the Pitch Perfect series, didn't do anything after that. Now mm-hmm. she just kind of makes like whatever holiday films. Like it's like like little holiday. She also had that little HBO Max show. Yeah. Oh, I wonder if that was any good. But. I don't know, but it's one of those things where like I feel like a lot of that time period kind of got like stuck. Yeah. Oh, she did do Passengers. Remember when that yeah. came out? Yeah. And she had Joy. That was supposed to be kind of a big deal, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm telling you, she's either like really romantic heroine that's like kind of filled in, or it's right. or she's I'm a hardcore girl. That's that's just that's it there's no and it's like dude obviously we know she can act like if you see this movie it's almost disappointing i don't blame her for that no and you know i have to say the same because looking at what i know of her career and then going back to where it kind of all started it's like what happened it could have i think it could have definitely taken a different turn if i mean she could have maybe done it if she was only in the hunger games and maybe not yeah but i think having those two franchise movies didn't 
kind of make her have different choices. It's a hard balance. Yeah, it's definitely a hard balance. Well, I mean, I look at someone like Zoe Saldana. Like, she doesn't do any other movies because she's either doing Star Trek or she was doing Fuck, Marvel yeah. or she was doing, um, and she's done every major thing. She's doing Avatar. Like, she's oh, done, God, like, yeah. she's done every major film saga that exists under the sun. Yeah. She doesn't make any movies. She shouldn't need to. But it's one of the things where, like, they, they, it's so hard to do something else when you're under contract with, like, a big deal, most likely, mm-hmm. in that regard. And it's funny, if you look at Bradley Cooper, look at his opposite. Like, he took off. Yes. Further. Exactly. Like, he went this even, is where not you... everyone respects him and loves him as an actor. Uh-huh. I feel like he's the new Leo. Yeah. He's going to be the new Leo, and you're going to see that in a few years, like, as these next few years kind of progress, when he's constantly nominated and recognized for how talented he is, and he doesn't win. Yeah. And it's just, like, astonishing because with Bradley Cooper, for me, here's what it turned around. And I had the same exact thing with Ryan Gosling. I never cared for him. He's fucking gorgeous. I know. He's great. And he's funny. But he didn't appeal to me until, believe it or not, Blade Runner. Of all the fucking movies. 2049? Oh, wait, wait, wait. What, 20, 2049. Oh, for, for Gosling? For Gosling. Oh, man, dude. Isn't that weird? That's crazy. That's, like, very rich, good film. It's an amazing movie. Everyone, that's... okay, I think I really want to do Drive. Uh, I've never seen Drive. Oh, I love Drive. Yeah. Yeah. So I know he has a lot of different... I'm just comparing him to, to Ryan Gosling to, to Bradley Cooper because I kind of have that same perspective. The same concept, yeah. You know, with Ryan Gosling, it's like the notebook, wah, whatever. Okay, I didn't. It didn't. it didn't matter to me. And then even as later on, I'm like, I don't really care. But then he kind of, for me, I mean, he 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 was appealing with Emma Stone because I think they have fantastic chemistry. So when seeing them two together, I love him. And then apart, I think The Nice Guys is also another one that really turned it around for me. So with Bradley Cooper, when I saw A Star is Born, and you know. I haven't even seen it. That's a shame. No, my dad told me it's incredible. It is. My cousin told me. It's so incredible. you, so you've not seen it any at all. No, I just obviously I know what it's about because I've seen. I've yeah, I've seen I've, the everyone. Knows. Yeah, yeah. So my advice to you is you need to see the movie because you need to see Bradley Cooper's performance. Like, yes, Lady Gaga's amazing in the movie and it's, and it's really sad, but you really need to see how far he goes because this is like his directorial debut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a big deal. And it was insanely beautiful, and I didn't think. Again, I don't. I didn't have much of. And like a thought for Bradley Cooper, which is pretty shameful because, I mean, look at what he's done. You know, he did this movie and then he did American Sniper, which everybody talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, he's great in a lot of other stuff that he's done. And I've just never really, you know, cared. I saw the little aid team movie he did and mm-hmm. he pulled that off well. And I'm like, OK, so he's going to be like the new action-y guy. Yeah. And that is so wrong. Like, it's so wrong. It's not at all. And I was scrolling through Instagram the other night. And um, it was just funny how it happened to be this week when we were planning this movie and talking about that we wanted to do this. And um, he popped up. Um, It was an old interview he had in the Inside Actor Studio with Sean Penn. And he asked Sean Penn a question. And I just sitting there having him discuss, like talk to Sean Penn about something he did and how he got into character. And I was like, my God, look, look where this guy was. And look, you can just see the passion he has for this industry, for making movies and for acting, because he is, and he, he was fantastic in this yeah. movie. I mean, this movie just made him more 
great. Like, I don't know. I just never really had an opinion. Like, and, I love his acting in this film because I just love the way he, the way he deals, like the spastic nature of like his character is a big part of why I like him as a, as a, as a character. Yeah. Cause like even his dialogue, it's so quick and fast. Yes. And, and, and it's, it's, it's almost like his, you could feel like his mind's racing. Like yeah. you feel like he really has it. And like, he'll get angry and then he'll get like his vinyl switch. Like whenever he talks to the principal, like whenever he's trying to like help her into the building, he's like, have you lost weight? Oh yeah, I did by the way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, then he, and then he gets back into like that, or like when he's talking to Ronnie, he's like, "Oh, he's like, what are you talking about different for? Oh, I bought you an iPhone. Oh, like, oh, yeah, thanks, man. Oh yeah, yeah. And he, and he, t- and he, and he, and he, and he just he just switches gears. Like yes, he's, he does. He's high and low, and because yeah. he's digging into this character, mm-hmm. and he's done that. And this was like his first big like, wow, this dude is, this dude's real. Yeah, he's a real actor. Like he doesn't mess around. I I really enjoy his work as an actor, and I'm, I'm mm-hmm. it's good to see that. Um, he has that passion. I feel like a lot of people don't in Hollywood. Like there's definitely a lot of films now that are just made for the sake of winning something. Yes, be, I know. That may and not it be sucks. great. And like, I feel like I don't have to ever see that. Bradley Cooper. I'm always going to see something worth my time. Oh, definitely. And I, and I'm excited to see where he's going to go with his directing now. Yeah. I think it's going to be, you really should watch a star is born. Like just, just for him. Mm-hmm. You know, I know it's, it's really tragic and everything, but it's, he is like utterly amazing, and the things that he went through to make that movie was insane, and it was just beautiful. So, speaking of of you know, like Cooper, like would you say he's your favorite character in this movie? Ooh, that's hard. I forgot. Um, this is another thing we discussed. Like characters. Like, is there somebody you really, really like? Um, I'm gonna say Cooper just because of how much I I understand to a certain degree. Like, I don't. I'll never understand everything he's going through because mm-hmm. I don't have that myself. But like the more surface level things, I get it. Um, I, I like Tiffany a lot too, honestly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of want to see the dad. Okay. All right. Because like that's a, that feels like my dad. Okay, so that's the character for you. Yeah. yeah for me, I want to say it, it's Pat. Like definitely. Yeah. Um, anything he, when he's on, I'm on too. Like I'm like I. I, I noticed when we were watching. Anytime he came on, you were like, "That's when I saw you get more invested." Mm-hmm. Like you have like a movement when you're watching, and you were like. A little more when <laughs> yes, I know. I did shift a lot. Like I was, you have no idea how nervous I was during the dance. Like when, really? okay, so when you had, you had left real quick and I was like, I had to get at the edge of my seat and it feels like you, you feel that rush. Like when you're about to perform or whatever, Yeah. like I had this weird, like wave come over me that like, I'm not going to go up there or something. It's ridiculous because when they walk in and you obviously the bet, you know, it's all on the line. It's all on the Full line. Parlay. Like that's insane that they're like it had to get to that level, and I'm like, oh, you're making it worse. Like it wasn't really a big deal for them to mm-hmm. win, but then well, as soon as they hit the the ho- they get to the hotel, you know, I, I, my heart started racing because when she sees that Nikki actually showed up and she goes to the bar and just starts drinking, mm-hmm. I'm like, fuck. Yeah. And then I'm like, how is he gonna react to this? And like when he's kind of like walking around and he's, you have the dancers go on and he's like watching and he's just like walking around the room fi- trying to find Tiffany and he sees her and my heart was just right. I was just like, oh, they got to go on and do this. Right. And they have to like at least get a five. And I'm like, oh, my God. Like my, I was just I was just I was freaking out inside. Uh, For real. I read a scene. Actually. I, read, I was reading more facts about the movie. Just OK, yeah. I, I, let's I, I, get into I, I, some I, I, more about that. I, I want to have some like stupid research notes. Yeah. So apparently, like the original math wasn't five when they actually came up with the numbers originally, uh-huh. and the actress who played the mom was like, "That doesn't equal five. 
And they're like, oh my God, we almost made a massive mistake. We didn't even catch it inside like the actual writing or anything. Oh, wow. So like, that's really funny to a certain degree as well, that that's what took place. Oh, Dr. Patel is awesome too, by the way. Oh, he is He's great. such a good Didn't character. Didn't expect him to be a giant Eagles fan. Yeah. Like, I loved that. I, I love that, that he scene. was there at, like with the big fight at the, at the at, not even at the game, the tailgate, yeah. mind you, which happens. Um, and then he was there at the house. I just loved it. I love that he was kind of standing up for him too. He's like, he's, oh, he's trying to protect his, was, his brother. Uh-huh. Oh my God. I love that too. Like that was really cool that he did that. Okay. I called this segment Alex's IMDb facts because she's hardcore into research and she's like always like with the, with the crazy interesting little details of the movie. It was shot in 33 days. Wow. No, that makes sense. That yeah, makes sense. It doesn't seem like it would be a difficult like, No, no, there's to... a lot of like establishing shots and everything too, and even the the running scenes themselves are roughly the same area. Right. Eight Oscar nominations. Wow. wow. This film became the first to earn nods in all four acting categories. So the big four. Yeah. So since Reds in eighty one, Big Five, um uh Million Dollar Baby, I think. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And um that's insane. And then American Hustle. After the following year. Now, is- Russell was on fire as a director oh, shit, yeah. those two years. I don't, has he done anything since? That's something we'll have to look at, actually. Um, she auditioned via Skype? No way. That's, o- that's how I know this is old, by the way. Yes. Especially because yeah. everyone's using Zoom now because it's 2020. Uh-huh. Hindsight, though, right? Yeah. They do talk about how big of a fan Cooper is of the Eagles. Oh, yeah. yeah already. For sure. Um, the Russian title of this film translates as My Boyfriend is a Psycho. Terrible title. Terrible title. That is, is not. With, that's not proper. What is wrong with Russia? Jesus. I think they do talk about a little bit um, about the game. Hold on. We actually don't see any football for home about football. I was gonna ask about. Like I was. I was kind of surprised because I knew obviously it was a football movie. I thought there was gonna be a little bit more shots. I yeah. wonder why. I kind of. Uh, I kind of like that they kind of didn't really do that. I don't think they needed to. Honestly. Yeah. I mean. Mm-hmm. I mean, they'd have to like input footage from two thousand eight Philly games. And that just sounds like unnecessary and having to get mm-hmm. extra licensing that you have to. You're, uh, it sounds like a waste of time. Mm-hmm. So I like how they did it this way. Right? Yeah, it was. It worked. It worked out really this well. This is the uh, the front out lights method because in the TV show front out lights, when they get to like the fourth or fifth season, there's not a lot of football. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when it usually just cuts to like a part of the game or it cuts to, like the next day or something, right? Kind of. Ex- but I like that that kind of goes to the storytelling method where they kind of explain things as it goes on after. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. And I, I, you know, I guess the only real thing you see of football is when they go to the game, and it's not even inside the stadium. Yeah, you know, so you don't really get that energy on the field. Um, it said in the original novel, which the film's based on, so I didn't know it was a book. Yeah. That's crazy. Um, Tiffany is actually in her mid thirties, but Jennifer Lawrence is like super young. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was interesting how I was like, "How old are you?" Because like you're extremely young, and she does yeah. look young. I, I'd also read that apparently, like, oh, Russell wrote her to be kind of goth. Oh, okay. Which is why at times she looks a little more like... She has, she has the dark hair but, and the uh, winged eyeliner. I can see it. But that but... somebody uh, higher up, a not a good person, was like, you shouldn't be goth. This is stupid. Oh, wow. Do you think it would have made a difference? No. But it's just interesting to see because you can still see traits of it in her character you and can. what she wears. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that they've appeared in like three different movies together. Yeah, yeah this was the first. This was the start. Whoa. Yeah. I mean, I remember, I mean, American Hustle. But yeah, I was at the time I was I was like, is this is this a new Tom Hanks Meg Ryan combo? Is that what this is going right? to be? I know that's pretty interesting. I wonder if they would like be together in more movies. Maybe, yeah. Probably but, with the Russell directing, I imagine. Yeah, mm-hmm. he seems to write them the best for the for their relationship characters. 
This is even more fascinating. Okay, Mark Wahlberg was cast in the lead role, but Russell decided to go with Cooper instead, even though Wahlberg had produced and co-starred, you know, in Russell's previous movies, um, the critically acclaimed Smash, The Fighter. I fucking love that movie. Mm-hmm. That movie is amazing. Russell was on fire as a director. <laughs> Let's just go with it. Let's just see what... But Wahlberg in this in this role, I would I, you? I don't know. I I want to say he's good though. It, 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 good. it depends on what what Mark Wahlberg we get, because there's good Mark Wahlberg, and then there's like like maybe if it was taken in Boston, yeah, and then there's and then there's Mark Wahlberg who's like I'm gonna be in the Transformers movies, and they're really bad. Uh huh. So I don't. And there's also the happening Mark Wahlberg, and that's yes. that's an extra level of. I mean, that guy has gone through a lot of phases, believe it or not. Yeah. And when he started out as a fucking, like, rapper, right? Yeah. Weird. Um, it's good vibrations, man. Seriously. <laughs> so going to, like, the beginning. Spanking the monkey? 94? Who knows what that is? That's Flirting with disaster. I've been interested in this. Mm-hmm. Um, Three Kings. Three Kings, yeah. It's a good one. I heard Huckabees. I feel like that's a good one. Uh, it's okay. I feel like it's 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 David O'Russell wanting to be Wes Anderson a lot in that uh, movie. I get the vibe. And, and, okay. and, 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 and I don't mind the movie. Mm-hmm. But I feel like O'Russell really found his character later on. But it feels a lot like not Wes Anderson, mm-hmm. and that was a time period for a lot of movies were doing that. Right. Okay, I get that, and I feel like I've seen it. It's just it's been a long time, so I might want to like re rewatch that one. Man, look at that three right there. Well, okay, so going from you know I Heart Huckabee's in '04, and then he's got you know a documentary short, cool, awesome, in 2004. Then he goes to The Fighter in 2010. That's which six is, year break. That's what that is a that's a pretty big break, and then. From then on, it explodes because yeah. the fighter is amazing. Mm-hmm. I love that movie. Okay, then you got Silver Linings after that. American Hustle, Accidental Love. I feel like I've heard of this. Never heard of that. Um, one. Joy. Then he had that one. Mm-hmm. Okay, so he's got some more stuff happening, but I mean, he he did kind of have that huge thing in the mid 2010s. Yeah, and as he took a break again, so I wonder if his next one will be just as good since it's going to be like a 6-year break. I know. Is a 6-year break exciting. this thing? Yeah, I maybe maybe that's what he kind of needs. Um he did do, do a short in 2016 and he had Joy, which I feel like I mean I've never seen lot, it. A so. lot of marketing on that. Yeah, it was remember, a lot of marketing on it. And yeah. I remember it was kind of a big deal because that was kind of, you know, Jennifer Lawrence was still really really big thing. Right. I hate to say that because I don't, I don't like. Well, her, here's but the thing: I, I think as much as like you're saying that, I, I don't think she's a, a big thing anymore. I no, she's not. Like I think I she think should she be is. still. She yeah, she, I'm but surprised other, she's not. But other actresses have popped up who are either further in the career than she is at this point, or who are just like I'm not saying they're better, but like they've taken better roles than she has. Yeah, I hope it's not the age thing. I mean, you know how like <sighs> that's stupid. If that that's the case. it would be so stupid because I think she's just. I mean, there's still a lot of you know middle-aged women who are like going like they're still on fire mm-hmm. in in the industry right now. But it's like I hope it just doesn't get to that. I mean, as much as I say, as I don't really care for because when everyone's like she's so real, I'm like whatever. Okay, I feel like I, I really hope that she does come back from something. Yeah, I think she needs a big movie. David Russell, hit her up. I know. Get her career back online. Yes, you need to do it. Like, I, for real. Okay, I'm going to go through some quotes. Just We'll just kind of rush to it. There wasn't a lot. I mean, obviously, the monologue at the end was really beautiful. Yeah, I love... I mean, I mean, Sunday's my favorite day for everything. It's always a good day. It's a, it's a good day. Usually, well, not always, but... Well, not always. Most of the time, unless Dallas loses. But, <laughs> I, I mean, when you see the household and you're like, ugh, I feel that. Yeah. Sun, you feel that on Sundays. 
That's just exactly how it it's goes. It's a feeling. It's a feeling. It's it legitimately a feeling. Mm-hmm. I love when he tells her he loves her. We never really even touched the ending too much. Like we he's... didn't. We can probably go into that. We don't have to go too much into yeah. the quotes, but I mean that uh, again, like the monologue at the end, and then for me anyway. And then everything he wrote in that letter is yes. insanely beautiful. I can't. It was so short and it was so right to the just like right to the point of how he felt. It's all that needed to be said. It is. Like I got stuck. Mm-hmm. He knew. Oh we gosh. all knew. We all That's knew. That's crazy. We all knew. Yeah. And she knew. Mm-hmm. That, and you know, she's so disappointed whenever he sees her go over to Nikki and she's just so done. Like that's her, that was her moment. Whenever, like, you know how much she, whenever she wrote the letter to him acting as Nikki and he was, yeah. like, dead? Oh, yeah. That was her version of it. Oh, yeah. Because mm-hmm. she was, like, wow, I, this, I'm not even a person of this to him. Like, I'm just a part of a... I was worried they weren't going to dance or something. Like, yeah. I was really worried. And, uh, man, just the soul, the simple, like, you know, I love you and he's trying to be romantic. He, you know, he does his little Bradley Cooper, like, side humor thing and it's perfect. It's so, mm-hmm. so well done. And then the, the shootout shot, it's, it's so... Well, the empty street yes. is beautiful. It is so nice. So, okay, we'll, we'll go into the ending and then we'll go into like final thoughts. Yeah. But um, what do you, what are your, what are some things that you want to talk about about the ending? I think it's a, okay, so I'm not going to say it's concerning. I think it's beautiful. I just think it's like so well done. Uh-huh. I, I do think my one concern is to a certain degree. I think Pat's going to be okay. Pat has a great system in place. It looks him. like it. I mean, that. When you're talking more about like when he has a goal, like and yeah, I get I get what you mean. Yeah, I think Tiffany has potentially some issues she'll have to face down the line. Yes, because I think that's something that's still never resolved. Okay, Be- because uh, Pat gets his, you know, he gets his story, his understanding of why he is, and even you know, he even mentioned like I know I don't I'm not going to understand the craziness inside me because mm-hmm. he's not. He openly discusses that, but I think they're working towards making it better. Yeah, with Tiffany. I worry, like, is she still, is this going to be, like, just a thing? Is this, just, is, no. I know, I know it's real for her. Obviously, she loves the life out of him. But, like, is that, not, not, not saying it's, how do I put this into work? It's not a bad relationship. I think it's a perfect relationship. Yeah. Uh, I'm just, it's just one of those, like, I hope it's not like, okay, I'm saved. Because that's right. not good. Yeah. That's just too many years of watching Eternal Sunshine there, though, actually. I know, I know, <laughs> but yeah, and I, it's funny that you mentioned that because I literally did the same thing. It kind of concerned me. It worried me a little bit. It's like, because in movies, I don't want to think about, do they last? Right. I, I've, I've listened to other film podcasts and they talk about, which is, a, it's a great conversation. It's when, a good conversation. When you have, like, you think of a real, like a realistic perspective of, do you think they actually work out? And they've mentioned in like, there's been other movies that I've listened about and they say, ah, they don't make it. And I'm like, no, don't say that because it's it sucks yeah, to hear. And, and I usually don't look at movies from this perspective because I just want to enjoy the film from what I, what I saw in it. Yeah, exactly. Um, I, I, I was just thinking more in terms of like her mental stability. Right. It, okay. Okay. Was more of that conversation. Uh-huh. I think they'd be fine. I just like how she would deal with that would definitely be something she still has to work on herself too. She does because, you know, she also mentioned like she didn't want to have kids that kind of thing. She wasn't even sure about that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And so that was kind of a big thing in their marriage a little bit. You could see they had some issues. Yeah. So definitely. I mean, I was a little, I was honestly worried a little bit about Pat. Is he gonna, is this for sure? But now that we talk about it a little bit more, I'm like, oh yeah. Like I don't see him thinking about Nikki anymore. I don't, I, I, it's really I wonder cool. what he said to her. 
That, I wrote that in my notes. You wrote notes. that too? Okay, I wrote nice. that in my notes. I was like, what did he tell her? I don't know. I wish we knew. I, and, I think that's genius on the writer's part to not, very, to not tell us. Mm-hmm. But like, I wonder what he actually told her. Because that's when she just left. As soon as she started. And she's kind of just like, whenever he says, whatever he says to her. <sighs> it's going to get, it's going to not eat at me like, you know, some other issues. Like there's like a big thing in Doctor Who where he says something and you'll never know when he whispered to her. That's just going to, it's not going to eat at me or anything, but it was just like, it makes you curious about what happened. I'm guessing he told her some long lines of, thank you for coming out. I appreciate you. I've changed a lot. Uh, and I have, but yeah. I have somebody else to take care of. Sorry, I got to see you about a girl. Yes, exactly. <laughs> seriously, seriously. Uh, so, uh, would you watch it again? Yes, I would. I would watch it again. I don't know how soon, but I would watch it again. Definitely. If it's on TV or something, I'm putting it on. Nice. For real. Like, I'm curious about what part it would be. And I feel like if I started, like, I won't want to stop watching, if that makes any sense. No, I'm the same. Because, like, when I rewatched it this summer with my dad and I showed it in for the first time. Yeah. I forgot how much I love this movie, like, legitimately. Mm-hmm. Like, I genuinely forgot how much I love the movie. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, man. And I watched it, like, three more times within the next two weeks. Oh, damn. Yeah, okay. like, I'm one of those people. Uh, right. Would you buy it? I don't know. Um, If it's, like... I'm pulling a Tracy. If it's in the $5 bin, sure. Okay. At this point, it is. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's eight it years old, Lauren. It's, it's eight years old. I can't believe how old it is. I'm shocked. I, I I, mean, it's not something I would need in my library, but it's something I wouldn't be like against, if that right. makes any sense. Because some movies, I'm like, nah, I'm all right. But this one, it's a good maybe, because this is a really good movie. Yes. Yeah. Would you recommend it to somebody else? Yes, I definitely would. So Eric has seen it, and he told me how extremely, like... It, how extremely beautiful this movie is. He did tell me that. And I didn't even know he had seen it. I wouldn't want to see if my, what my sister thought. I mean, she's kind of like me in the Bradley Cooper thing. Like, didn't have any kind of recognition on him. Like, the dude in The Hangover, other movies. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of curious what she would think, especially uh, probably being a bigger, more, a more bigger fan of A Star is Born than me. So I would, I would want to, I'd be curious to see how my mom would watch this movie. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah. My, my dad loved it when he saw it. Like uh-huh. he was like, this might be one of the best movies I think you've shown me. I, I watch everything with my dad at yeah. one point or another. He's like, this might be the best thing I've seen in months. Like yeah. this is incredible. Definitely just to people who would appreciate football, definitely to Amber. She's kind of in the same thing. Like she watches every Sunday and stuff. So I, I feel like she would definitely love this movie. I have to ask if she had seen it, mm-hmm. but I, I feel like, I think it's a it's a good recommendation. Nice, nice. Yeah. Uh, are you glad that you saw it? I am very glad I saw. I am surprised. Surprised. I am. Sur- I'm just crazy surprised that this movie was really good. I mean, I knew it was going to be a good movie, but I didn't really expect to be like, what's the word? Just so invested in how the movie ended, how the story ended. Bradley's like his character, the character of Pat. I'm just like, oh, it's just it's. It was way better than I thought it was going to be. I thought it was just going to be a generic drama that, you know, but that, but this had just so much more to it. I don't know what it was. Could have been the performances, could have been just, I think, I really do believe it was all the football too. That really just like kind of the, like just, it just, the charm, it just, it was just perfect. To me, to me, it's that movie. Like we we talk about like, we're talking about favorite quotes. There's mm-hmm. not a lot of favorite quotes because I think there's just too many favorite scenes yeah. to be a favorite quote. Like, mm-hmm. there's so much within that scene that you can say is a great quote, which mm-hmm. is true. 
uh, like again, like I'm such a crazy, you know, with with a dead husband. Ha 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 ha. I know. Like, the, any, anytime him with his the delivery of the dead husband, I was like, God damn. Yeah. Oh, that, that's not. That's confusing. He's dead. Like, yeah. God, dude. Uh. It's, like he makes me cringe. <laughs> it's, it's almost like situational comedy at that point because yeah. he's like in the situation and he's like, the situation is revolving around what this what's happening to him. So he has no idea how to respond. There is some very strange classical sitcom moments with him there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's cringy at points, man. It's and and I have to say that's kind of like where you're at in the first part of the movie. It's yeah. so cringy. Yeah. Uh, but it's it's kind of like a you don't you can't look away. You no, know? you can't. No, you're not supposed to. Yeah. That's good, and, and and I think that's what makes it work as as, as a comedy to certain degree. There's some there's some comedic elements to the yeah. film too, mm-hmm. and that's what makes it work because um I was, I was watching uh what's his name uh Jeff Garland talking about situational comedies actually, and he was saying one of the big things you see now that people make mistakes with is that they try to have these characters in these situations and have them make jokes about the situation, mm-hmm. which sucks. Right. And he, and he points out, if you watch an I Love Lucy episode, she probably made maybe 10 jokes about the situation at the time. Mm-hmm. The joke was how she was in that situation and how she responded to it and how right. everybody made fun of her for it. And when you watch Pat, he kind of has the same thing where he's in these situations and it's adapting to what is, what's going on with him. Mm-hmm. And that changes throughout the course of the film, too. Yeah. Dang, that's a good perspective on that. Yeah. But, wow. This movie was so surprisingly good. I just can't believe it. Would you see it in theaters? I don't know. Would I don't see, know. Would you see it at Draft House if they, re, if they brought it? I don't it, know. If, they if we were, like, planning a big thing, like, probably. But I don't know if I would go, like, alone or, But like, they would have Krabby Snacks and homemade. <laughs> that would be the perfect thing <laughs> on the menu. That'd be on the menu. You know this. Yes, I know. Like, I, I mean, I'd be down for, like, a group thing. We're all going. We're, we're ready. And I think I, I honestly can't wait to see what I'm going to be thinking like my second time hearing one. Like, I feel like obviously you do pick up more things when you see it for the second time. So I'm curious what I'm going to pick up more um, in that in that rewatch because it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's kind of wild. I do want to say I'm going to spoil it a little bit. Not spoil, but I have a feeling because I am I have been coming up um, this year with the top 10 films that I had never seen. For this podcast, I do want to do a um, spoiler alert. I want to do like a kind of a end of the year thing where I kind of talk about the top 10 films that I had. Like, what are the best movies that I had never seen this year? And this could possibly make top 10. I'm not going to believe it or not. There we go. I'm really glad we did this movie. I'm super happy that you... um, I mean, how did we how did we get here? Well, we had another movie planned out, which I imagine we'll come back on for. Maybe? Oh, it's 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 gonna it's happen at some it's point. Gonna it's one it's one that I haven't seen, and we'll talk about the history on how I haven't historically have not seen. Oh this god, one I for, can't wait for that for years now. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, that'll happen. And I don't know how I don't know how I got. To, I think we're just looking up different movies with our one of our friends uh, that he uh, he has that maybe you'd have him on for the podcast for. Yeah. And he was he's like, oh, Civil Lines Playbook. Have you seen that? And you're like, no. And I just, I remember like I was watching the two and went, what? I know. We were super I shocked. Was, I was shocked. You're like, no, I haven't seen it. I'm like, what are you talking about? How are we friends at this point? <laughs> How have we not watched this movie together? I feel like we haven't had a lot of discussions on it. Maybe you just assumed I saw it. But and I, never... I think part of it is I had forgotten it. Yeah. Because we have great conversations about film. And this is why this this had to happen. This mm-hmm. episode of the podcast. Yeah. Um, this is not the first time we've ever done this, except it just hasn't had a mic in front of us. Exactly, exactly. This, these are the typical conversations we have, like when we hang out and watch movies. So, um, of course, this is a great start to our season two. We're gonna we're we're kind of calling this season two already. And 
this was an awesome movie to start it with and good great recommendation i can't wait what we're gonna come up with later on yeah it's gonna be a good season it's gonna be a great year despite everything that's happened um this is a good distraction from everything and thank you so much for being on the show and then showing me this movie i can't i'm i'm just it makes me love bradley cooper even more Mm -hmm. i can't oh this thanks for having me on it was i i would be kind of talking about it and i was Joking like, hey, when am I going to get on? I know. And, and you're like, I've been planning it, okay? I love when everybody's like, so when can I do it? And I'm like, oh, I love that because I didn't know if this would work out. I didn't know how I could do it. And thank God for, shout out to tech producer Rami and for my friend Alex who does all our social media stuff. It's really hard because we have jobs, we have other things going on. And it's so great that they everyone just was down to do this. And mm-hmm. I'm so happy that more people want to do this. I just love that experience when you're showing a movie that they have never seen. And that's just the reason for this show. No, I and mean, honestly, this makes me like, love. I mean, I've, I've loved movies. My lifelong goal since I was seven years old was to be a film director legitimately. Mm-hmm. Uh, thanks, thanks, Lauren, for editing my first crappy music video uh the shots that well what we came up with it was so fun i can't whatever it was Um, was amazing but um but with that you know i take breaks from movies a lot of the time and Uh and i feel like i took a long break from movies for a couple years there like i'd Mm -hmm. watch them but i never went out of my way to watch like really good like i mean i i try to only watch good movies i can't i'm wrong I've watched The Room too many times in my life. Oh, but you have to but, watch but, but that. You, but you it's have so to watch fun. that. You have to but, watch but, that. But um, I took a break from film. And when I watched this movie, it makes you remember why I like movies so much. Yeah. And it, it's it's one of those. And I felt more invested. And I'm like, man, I wish I should get back on watching the movies things I used to do all the time. Because yes. th- this was this was this was clinical for us like back in the day. So yeah. it's, it's a good one. So thanks for having me on. I think. Podcasts like this are necessary, and I'd love to swing this myself one day, so we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. It's This is so much fun. Hey, did you make it this far into the podcast? Thank you so much for listening to the show. Please like, subscribe, follow, and do all those things on our social media pages at Never Seen It Texas. That's S-C-E-N-E and then T-X. And give us some feedback or maybe even a film recommendation. I want to thank Stephen for joining me today, and I want to give a huge thank you to our technical producer, Rami Garza, and our social media coordinator slash stage manager, Alejandra Garza, who makes this podcast possible. All right, guys. Well, until next time, Excelsior.